0: Welcome to another episode of the Dark Art Society podcast. I'm your host, Chet Czar, and this week's interview is with horror comic book writer Steve Niles. You may have heard of him. He's a big name in comics and uh, a friend of mine and uh, a really great interview and a really cool guy. And uh, we had a really fun conversation and so that's coming up. I did it yesterday. Now I'm recording the intro and editing this thing. I'm doing all of this while still preparing for my, my show, Zombie Death Bots at Copro Gallery on uh, opening Saturday, October 8th and uh, 2022 in case someone hears this in five years. <laughs> um, so that's going on. I'm still preparing for that. I am <clears throat> paintings are done. Shows hung. It looks great. And now I am working on proofing prints and signing them and getting those ready. And I got to do some wall hanger frame corners, paint them. So I still have some work to do, but the show is essentially done. So I'm happy to have it done. Show sold out again. This is the second show in a year. I probably talked about all this already, didn't I, last time? I don't know. I can't keep track of anything. Um, I'm happy about that, though. I really appreciate all the all the people who support me and believe in my artwork because this has been a long time coming. I've often said, you know, my um, shows used to sell like you know a good show i'd sell about half of the paintings during the show and then the other half would sell throughout the year maybe and then there might be a few that never sold or i don't know there's like there's a few hanging around that haven't sold but to to sell a show out before the show opens is a really uh big deal especially two years in a row i am uh uh like I said it's been a long time coming it's been 20 years I've been working to this so <sighs> um very happy about that and appreciative uh so yeah I'm getting ready for the show and that's pretty much it getting ready for the zombie death bot show and um I've been focusing on getting the YouTube channel happening, the dark arts side of YouTube channel happening whenever I have time and releasing all these old episodes. And man, that thing is, it's rough. It's rough getting that going. I've got so much content on there now and it just seems to slowly, slowly creep up with new subscribers and, and more views. It is going upwards slightly, but It sure is not taking off like wildfire, but I wasn't expecting that. I heard it was difficult. Anyway, I'm trying to get that to uh, uh, get to a point where I can monetize the channel. And um, I need, I'm about halfway. I need, you need need a certain amount of um, watch hours and subscribers. And I'm about halfway on the Dark Art Society YouTube channel. So any any anything you can do. Again, I talked about this last podcast too. Anything you do to help that, watch the episodes, like them, subscribe, all that stuff. It would be helpful because um, I do want to keep this podcast going and I want it to get out to more people. Ooh, yeah, I guess there's not much more to talk about. I was going to do the drawing for the skull shop skull this week, but I just can't do it. I can't do it. I got this show coming up. Everything's consumed by this show. So maybe next week, sometime this month, for sure. Um, it's Halloween month. It's October. I'm so excited about that. I just wish I didn't have so much going on. Uh, lots going on. Anyway, enough of my rambling. If you want to uh, subscribe to the dark art society, Patreon, please do at patreon.com slash dark art society. And you can join for little as dollar LR month and support the podcast and get your name read on the air. And this week's names are Maggie Fedorov. Thank you so much, Mr. Creep up to his pledge. Thank you, Mr. Creep. Uh, Jonathan glass and David King. Thank you all so much for supporting the podcast. You are keeping it free for everybody else. And I really appreciate that. Well, this may have been a boring intro, but I can't think of anything else to talk about. I'm too distracted with everything that's going on. I'm surprised I even got this episode out. Um, but it was a great interview, really great interview. I'm excited for you to hear it. Cause Steve is just uh. A great dude and a really great writer and there's a lot of insights into his creative process and the comics field and getting your project made into a movie and things like that you know so really fun talking to him a lot of old man reminiscing about the 70s too that was kind of fun um so let's just get on with it uh i hope you enjoy it here we go with steve niles what's up steve got you with the mouthful of coffee there
1: yeah sorry <laughs> trying to stay awake
0: <laughs> <laughs> i hope i'm not that boring um no no, no. <laughs> <laughs> i do you, uh I, i've been doing for a while now ca- caffeinated water oh yeah ever tried caffeinated one? water it's pretty good yeah. it, it's like they have it in like uh Fizzy water, flavored fizzy water, and it's caffeinated and you don't really taste the caffeine. It's just dangerous because you can drink, you chug it like water and all of a sudden you're just like, Ugh.
1: that's what I was going to say would be the danger for me. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I'm a tea drinker. So oh, okay. I just, uh, you know, which can get really, uh, caffeinated too. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, w- I was, I was, um, dabbling in tea for a while back and I did like it. I just I don't know, Lisa drinks coffee, so I drink coffee, but um, so how the hell have you been, man it's been I don't know why it's taken you so long to get on this podcast. It's like you've been on you you've been on the list that I wrote five years ago when I started it, and it's just it's it's just been it's like a seat of the pants kind of show. it's like I just you know, it's not like I'm going down the list it's five
1: I, years already, yeah, five years,
0: yeah, five years, God, it's crazy
1: kindness, you know covid just screwed up time so bad
0: oh you yeah because
1: i just realized you know we haven't seen each other for probably three years
0: yep yep at we least came out for pizza, yeah
1: know, yeah right uh, right you know and that was forever ago
0: i know i know so it's uh and then o- old age too fucks up your perception yeah, of time that. oh my god everything goes yeah. so fast it's insane Pe- it's young true. people don't realize it
1: <laughs> they will <laughs>
0: yep they'll know they'll see and we're just gonna sit and laugh um yeah yeah. so what what how have you been (laughs) how are you
1: doing basically good you know i've just been i've really just used the whole pandemic as an excuse to write you know i mean that's what i did anyway but now you know I've, i've really had like no interruptions uh i've just i've been writing a ton of stuff for the you know last couple of years You know, even up to today, just you know, got a nice batch of publishers I'm working with. Uh, and so I've just been keeping real busy. You know, uh, that's the one thing about the pandemic. Didn't I was already kind of a recluse?
0: I I always say the same thing, it's like nothing changed really for me. Yeah,
1: (laughs) just I I had less crap I had to deal with, really. Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't getting invited to anything. I didn't have to deal with any of that. So, you know, Monica and I just, you know, we both just stay home and work. Monica works at home. I work at home. Yeah. You know, so it's been great. It's been, you know, not the pandemic, but, you know. I know, I know. Having having all this time just to work and, uh, uh, you know, I would, I know a lot of people complained that uh, the, the pandemic strained their relationships. Monica and I are like 10 times tighter than we were when this whole thing started.
0: Uh, yeah, that's great. Well, it's like, like, well, you both work at home. It's same with Lisa and I, it's like, we're always together anyway, because I work at home. I haven't worked in the shops for many years now. So it's like, I'm. we're always in the same house. So at this point, you know, it's like, we're used to each other all the time, seeing yeah. each other all the time. So it's like, like, like that's what I said uh, about the pandemic. I kind of felt bad because so many, I know so many people suffered and I know people who have died and, you know, it's like, it was terrible. But for me, it was, it was exactly what you were saying. It was like, now I can be my rec reclusive self and then not feel guilty about not going out and doing things yeah. <laughs> and stuff that you get invited to. It's like, yeah, I felt like, ah, I don't have to do anything. You know, it's like, I, I can just do what I sort of, uh, Everything except the the external things, the external pressures, you know. Yeah. So yeah.
1: it's actually it's actually really funny because the last party I went to was the one you dragged me to <laughs> at the Usmore's house where I re met Monica. Oh no way! Wow. That's where we reconnected.
0: Oh, that is so cool! Wow.
1: And I yeah, and I remember that was just pretty much an effort to get us both out of the house you know <laughs> yeah right and, uh, that's actually the last sort of just party thing that i've done
0: wow that's probably the last yeah. well no i've 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 i do a um this collector chris velasco this guy who's a collector of mine every usually when i have a big solo show he has the next day he has a, a like an art party at his house for artists and collectors it's pretty cool so i do that that's about it I don't really. Yeah. Like
1: <laughs> yeah, That's we do. You know, we go out and eat ourselves. We, you know, we go do our shopping. You we, know, but you know, generally we keep ourselves really entertained. Yeah. Um, you can't see it, but I trans, I, I turned our garage into an office. Oh,
0: cool! It looks really nice. Is, this is it.
1: I, actually have, I finally have a place for all my crap. Yeah, yeah. You can't really see, but the walls are covered with art. Yeah. Know, your Frankenstein's right over there. Awesome. <laughs> uh, you know, I finally have a place for all my stuff because I've been just like working in the living room and the bedroom. Yeah. Never really had an off. So we finally just put aside some money and built this place. And I love it. I've got That's my own great.
0: Excellent. Yeah. 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 We're such creative people are so solitary. You know, it's like, this is what we do for fun. This is what we would do for fun anyway. It's like, you know. Yeah. I used to play and stuff with my kids or when I was a kid with with my friends, but I still spent so much time alone as well. Just, you know, making movies and working on drawings and whatever, you know.
1: Yeah. My mom used to tell a story that when I was like five or six, she heard a ruckus in the in the basement. And she was so happy because she thought I brought some friends over. <laughs> and I was just completely alone. <laughs> I, was just, I was just having a blast on my own down in the basement, you know. Yeah, it's and, like uh, yeah.
0: solitude.
1: Well, it's, you know, it's weird because I know, especially with writers in Hollywood, you know, there's writers rooms. Right. You know, where people, they write as like a group and stuff. I, I, I can't imagine that
0: yeah have imagine. you you've you've never done that
1: not with a group i've worked with other writers one-on-one mm-hmm. you know uh actually just recently um <clears throat> do you know the actor david Dashmalian?
0: no i don't think so
1: you would know him if you saw him he was in dune he's in ant-man uh you know he was in suicide squad if you saw that okay one.
0: no i haven't seen that
1: As the polka dot man. okay well he's <laughs> great he's, and he's a total horror nerd and he does a comic called Count Crowley. Mm -hmm. So we teamed up about six months ago, and I have my character, uh, Cal McDonald. Oh, cool. And he has his character, Count Crowley, so we did a crossover. Oh, excellent. Um, And it was a blast. I, like, wrote five pages. He'd write five pages, and we would just toss it back and forth.
0: Oh, Um, cool.
1: That I like working with. I I, I can't imagine being in a group where everybody's voting and telling you what to write that would be yeah. very difficult
0: yeah yeah it seems like you'd have to have a person like a head writer who would kind of like make the final calls on everything because otherwise yeah. everyone would be fighting to get their ideas and i imagine
1: yeah i've never done it i've never done a writer's room
0: i'm surprised know, i'm surprised
1: yeah uh, i'm not you know i i'm not a tv writer i'm not a movie writer i yeah. really like writing comics i like comics it's what I started doing. It's where, you know, I'll do prose occasionally, but I just, I've always done comic books and I, and I, and I love it. That's you know?
0: cool. That's cool. That's, that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you know, so many people want to just like keep going outside of their thing. And it's like, I love yeah. artists that find the thing that they love and they do the thing that they love and they become amazing at the thing that they love and they don't have to yeah. like keep, striving to go further and further and get more and more fame and money it's like you know i just want to yeah, be yeah. amazing at this thing that i love you know
1: yeah i you know i i wrote the first draft of the 30 days a night uh screenplay mm-hmm. and i remember dealing with like i don't know 16 producers i'm not even exaggerating <laughs> i know i know it's so many voices <laughs> coming at me that you know i just i, I it wasn't enjoyable you know, and I, I I don't like you know the script that came out of it. I I didn't enjoy either because it was just everybody's input.
0: Oh really? You know? that's such a shame. Yeah. Uh,
1: you know, it luck We lucked out because uh, uh Brian Nelson came along and he I loved the script he wrote.
0: Oh yeah, okay, cool. The, yeah, I I thought the know, movie was great. I thought it was cool. I love that movie.
1: I'm really I'm still happy with it. Yeah. You know, I think it's really it's it's aged well. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah. Slade did a great job and having you know Sam Raimi and Rob Tappert, you know, overseeing everything. You you couldn't ask for a better situation. I
0: know. You know? What an yeah, that, that's pretty pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Um uh, Yeah,
1: I mean, you know, that started out when we were selling it, it was a bidding war between three studios. And I didn't even pick studio, I picked Sam Raimi. You that's know, so like cool. With, <laughs> that's who you that's what
0: with. I would have done, man. Totally. That's, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, that's the way to do gotta it. Gotta
1: go with the horror pedigree. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know
0: yeah. So yeah. what, what's that like? I mean, I, it's like, I have no idea. I mean, I know what production is like working in effects, but I've never like pitched a movie or been on the, that end of it to where you're dealing, you know, I've always been, or my, my experience has been a pair of hands in a makeup effects shop twice removed yeah. from what's going on and then you see all the producers come in and say make it 10% less scarier and all this stuff and then you just are sitting there sculpting but it's a whole different story you know if you're you've got this project that's your baby and then and then you got 16 producers you're dealing with and I just yeah it's like I, I, I I've always wondered what it's like like what is the process and and is it is it as insane as i think it is or it's just it,
1: like... it's pretty insane i mean that's one of the reasons why you know these days i just kind of you know when I, i've had a couple we had a netflix show yeah, a couple yeah. years ago mm-hmm. um stuff like that i like taking the back seat i like letting let the producers and the directors and the actors do their thing because i'm a writer i'm a comic writer right and i don't feel, you know i'm perfectly comfortable putting my faith in people it doesn't always work out right but you know 30 days a night it worked out I yeah I, I saw David Slade's you know stuff and just thought he was great knew I had Sam Raimi, and then Brian Nelson came in to do the script I I sat back on that whole thing and they just kept me up to date
0: oh thinking, really wow great
1: David was sending me pictures from the sets and you know uh and I felt like it was being taken care of
0: that's cool um,
1: yeah i'll tell you the the really the crazy part of the whole thing was when we were pitching you know because we it got a little heat just the mention of the comic you mm-hmm. know so there were people who wanted to hear this pitch so i must have pitched like 15 places you know in just wow. a couple of weeks you know that's... and you go in and you do the same thing over and over you know do you have and, to
0: do the do you have to do the it's this combined with this you know they always say that like it's I,
1: I always avoid that because <laughs> I always, you know, I never know what to say. You know, you know I mean, like, if you're excited, so yeah, know, <laughs> you <know? laughs> If you're
0: excited about it, though, it seems like yeah. I know that I can. I'm like a mush mouth for the most part, um, but but when I'm excited about something I'm working on, I can talk about it. You know, so it seems yeah. like if you're if you're ha- excited about what you're doing, you can like just be on, be real, and talk about how cool That's... it is
1: that's basically what you know i didn't i i I would sort of write something out that i would not memorize but just as a prompt Mm -hmm. um but mostly it was just yeah every every meeting was just off the top of my head you know being excited
0: yeah yeah were you nervous were you nervous i i I suppose the first one especially you know i've
1: I've been in those production offices (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like I've played on stage with a band. I'd rather do that. Yeah. I'd rather play in a thousand people than have one producer staring at me like I'm an idiot, you know? <laughs> or checking their phone. Yeah. yeah. I, had one time, I won't I won't say who, because he's a well-known director, but I had a director fall asleep on me, pitching. <laughs> He's actually not. Oh my involved. God.
0: Oh my God. Yeah. Um, wow. Like
1: doing, like banging on the table, like <laughs> trying to get eyes open. Oh. yeah.
0: That's
2: pretty and bad. I, yeah.
1: I am a nervous wreck with this stuff, with anything that, you know, getting in front of people. I'm just, yeah. I've yeah. always been, I've always been like that. Yeah. Uh, when I played in the band. The band used to wait to tell me we're playing shows because they know I'd just start throwing up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> You get immediately nervous and terrified, you know. So they would actually like, "Oh yeah, we have a show in a week." Oh, Oh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, Oh, it's like much better now, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, that's one thing that gets usually gets better with age. You know, you realize so much of the anxiety is worrying how you're perceived, and then the older you get, the less you give a shit. You know. How, what people think and you realize I, that, I like that yeah it's, it's a good kind of not caring you know
1: exactly <laughs> yeah just not caring what people think or you're being judged or whatever right. my fear came from yeah but, yeah you know i've always been in a way. i remember in school like nothing would give me a bigger nightmare than a book report
0: oh my god remember i know those yeah oh or reading when it's you insane. have to when they when it's your turn to read out loud in front of the class it's like terrible terrible I mean, that's part of the reason I started doing the podcast actually was just to, because I knew I was like, not good, not good with this stuff. And so I thought, you know, doing the podcast would help me to just learn to speak better. And it's, and it, you know, worked. I've gotten much better at it. Um, Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's just like anything you got to practice it and it gets easier
1: when you practice. That's what I just got used to it you know now when i do the every once in a while we'll do a band reunion and i'm fine now i'm fine oh that's cool after all the years of just being horrified you know now i'm fine (laughs) you know? did you know my my my... yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) all the pressure's off i actually had a reunion with my band skin horse this band i had uh back in uh san pedro and um and it was really fun. It was really cool just to get back up on stage and play again. You know, it was, yeah. man, I miss it. I miss it. Um, yeah.
1: I love playing. You know, I always did. I always loved, like, especially the studio, you mm-hmm. know, and recording stuff. That was my favorite stuff. Me too.
0: too. Same here. It was always recording, songwriting and recording, like the creative part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I preferred that so. to
0: per- performing for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, like performing was all nerves and energy. Yeah, you know, you know. But when you're in the studio, you're being creative. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody, everybody's contributing. It's just when it works, it's like the best feeling in the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we I...
1: actually, before COVID hit, uh, Gray Matter was we were recording songs. I oh, really? DC. New songs? Yeah, yeah, oh, new wow. songs. We had like three or four of them uh i think an old cover we used to do we recorded um but it was just great you know that's how when we go hang out i go to dc you know it's just like reconnecting with my high school friends
0: yeah you know? how cool what are the other guys yeah. doing what are they what what do they do now um they all jeff, have kind of regular jobs
1: well jeff still has his recording studio mm. um so he, he has his recording studio but he's a union organizer oh wow uh, so Works, you know, works with uh, entertainment uh, broadcast unions, and uh, Dante uh, owns the Black Cat Club in D.C. Oh, which wow. is where we always—that's where we always play. He's a very successful club. And Mark actually, he had been—he was in San Francisco forever, and he just moved to uh, Jersey. So now they're all on the East Coast.
0: Oh, wow. you know, <laughs> I'll accept you. I,
1: I'm planning on hopefully March. Uh, i'm gonna go visit i I feel safe to fly i think so
0: right that's cool
1: but yeah we're inseparable i mean we we still have you know we have a running text (laughs) between the three of you know between the four of us that we're just always updating and we've known each other since we were like 16
0: that's so cool that's amazing i mean you could do writing and stuff online i mean like recording and with all the equipment recording equipment it's like you can kind of like send files back and forth and stuff can't you
1: yeah that's what we do we send files back and forth if you know somebody we still we we exchange riffs oh cool basically jeff and i tried to jam on on zoom
0: (laughs) it's like got a delay (laughs) right
1: there's just enough of a delay (laughs) to make it impossible. so (laughs) you know but we tried you know that's what i've got got my amps and my instruments over here so you know that's a good thing about living out in the middle of nowhere i can make as much noise as i want
0: oh yeah you could crank it and play and everything
1: oh yeah no i I can't there's at least two acres between us and any neighbors
0: oh nice
1: (laughs) yeah i love it oh you know it's the perfect recluse house how much Uh, how
0: much farther are you than you were before from me (laughs)
1: because you were like an hour
0: it was an hour when i drove to your place that time it was exactly an hour I think
1: an hour and a half now
0: oh okay that's not too bad still
1: yeah i'm i'm directly on the other side of the mountain from you
0: oh oh wow
1: (laughs) basically yeah that's so cool you know remember like two years ago when there was the fires
0: yeah yeah
1: i think they were above you
0: yeah they were i could see them at my front door
1: the mountain yeah they came over the mountain and hit our, our Oh
0: no way wow i didn't realize it was that was yeah wow what a trip yeah that was scary yeah man.
1: uh we lucked out we lucked out we were you know we had to evacuate and we were basically just home watching our neighborhood burn on the news oh my god and a friend of mine called and said i found some footage on the news you've got to see and it was a helicopter going like, well, this one's gone. This one's gone. Oh, this one's fine. That was our house.
0: Wow. Amazing.
1: Somehow they protected our house and we we got through, you know, all everything around our house burned, but we were fine.
0: Yeah. I know someone who, uh, one of my collectors lives in Malibu during the big fires yeah. in Malibu. And her house, she showed me a picture. It was just like that. It was the only house in the area that was fine it and it's it had like smoke damage on the inside they had to get you yeah. know to do, do whatever they do but but she showed me a picture and it was just like you know yeah it's you gotta wonder yeah. you know <laughs> it's, it's gotta wonder when stuff you know. like that happens
1: yeah you know monica's gardens were all burned up oh uh, man the corner of the house was actually scorched whoa you lucked, yeah. lucked out yeah
0: yeah and that you know it, it, sadly the 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 way uh i feel now it's sad that you have to feel this way but i'm like well there's nothing left to burn now so i don't have to worry about a fire next year you know what i mean Exactly. it's because our I whole know, mountain is just know. like and it's like sucks but it's like well, at least we get a breather because <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. you know,
1: I, I just not stress out for a little while because man there's there's nothing quite like that feeling of Looking out the front and seeing those clouds. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Scariest feeling in the world. Yeah. 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 But at the same time, it was really odd because we were in friends loaned us their guest house for two weeks. And it was literally like a small hotel room. And we had all the dogs and the cats. Uh, Luckily, a neighbor, another neighbor, watched Gil for us. Oh, (laughs) good. It was odd how we we were at peace with it because at one point it just looked like it oh it? it's gone and it was yeah, like I mean, all was your stuff
0: yeah.
1: yeah it was well actually because it took so long for it to get to us mm-hmm. I got all my comics and all my artwork out
0: oh cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> I evacuated my my collectibles to my uh you know nice
0: nice to our
1: house. So that looked and then so, but there was still, I mean, the whole house and everything in it. Yeah. Right. You just kind of resign yourself. Yeah. You know, Monica and I were just like, I guess we're starting over. You know, yeah. Yeah. There's there's a certain acceptance that comes with it, you know. Um, But boy, the relief of seeing our house on TV that's that was incredible.
0: Yeah. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. Uh, Someone up, up there likes you divine intervention <laughs> <I hope> so. <laughs> um so what i mean what what have you what are you working on now it's like you, do you have uh, uh are you working on like uh uh personal kind of pro- i mean all your projects are kind of personal projects at this point right because yeah i was looking
1: start, and they, all, they all start out personal because i i write usually not knowing where it has a home you know, I don't, I usually uh, don't so, go out and pitch stuff in advance. I really like to map it out.
0: Okay. Cause know? that's, cause that's, again, um, I'm so curious about all of this. The whole comic world is a complete mystery to me because I never, you know, really had had an opportunity to get into it at all, as much as I love comics, but, um, uh, I, you know, I, I assume there's different ways of doing work. Like someone could come to you and say, Hey, we want to hire you to do this type of comic or there's you going Which out I, and saying, uh, hey, I have a... Yeah, because I was looking at your resume and I was like, wow, I'm surprised. You know, I would never imagine Steve writing that. Like some of the early stuff you you got hired for. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I wonder, you know, what was that like? Because yeah. <laughs> you're such a yeah. horror
1: well, guy. When I started out, I I, I adapt. I did a lot of adapting other people's work. Right. You know, I adapted Richard Matheson, Harlan Ellison, and Clive Barker. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I was other people's material but that's all but that's all
0: in your wheelhouse that's like the stuff you love but there was some stuff too that was like wasn't there stuff that was
1: kick-ass for two years oh really yeah which is just like kind of a superhero thing yeah
0: exactly so 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 how
1: is that you know how is it to write outside of your was it was it it was really fun you know i i mean i grew up on a lot of horror stuff but with comics you know it was spider-man the hulk fantastic four you know all the stuff in the 70s that i just love batman Mm -hmm. uh so i have the love for those things okay most of my collection is superhero stuff from the silver age okay um so when i got offered the opportunity you know i i took it you know because it was really fun my my natural inclination is to do horror right you know but it was really fun you know two years of a superhero thing was kind of fun
0: yeah that's cool yeah i've i've you know i i've i know um back when i was working in effects and um uh even with my own artwork you get commissioned to do things that you wouldn't normally do like maybe a more of a straight portrait or someone's dog or something and then you end up being like man that was so much fun (laughs) it's fun to paint something normal once in a while or or you know sculpting like a traditional portrait bust of someone for some prop you made for a tv show or something it's like it's a nice change of pace it really it also makes you grow as an artist i think to step outside of your comfort zone a bit and then you can kind of bring that back to to your horror your love of horror you can kind of bring those things back in and sort of add to that in a way yeah you well,
1: know i remember when mark, mark miller called me and said you you know do you want to do kick-ass my first reaction was no you know, really was like, oh, <laughs> why would i no? i was like i can't do that <laughs> and then i thought about it a little bit and i was like i've read superheroes my whole life you know i right. can do it so right. yeah, and really you're
0: funny. yeah i mean that's the thing it's like <clears throat> creative people can do all kinds of different things you know what i mean it's like there's this there's a, there's like this level of what creativity is and how creativity works and how you're able to think about things creatively and it's almost like this kind of weird abstract skill that underlies all creative things like writing painting sculpture filmmaking everything and it's like it seems like you just kind of have to learn the basic rules of these different disciplines. But if you know, the create, the creative foundation and how creativity works and how to recognize a good idea and how to, you know, it's like you can kind of put your attention to any of the like creative disciplines and know how to make it work intuitively sort of, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I still with like kick-ass, I still had the same goals. You know, right, right. Scary. I wasn't trying to scare people, but right. I still wanted to, you know, I want to have characters people care about. want right. to have a plot that wasn't expected. Right. You know, still it's it's you're you're right. I mean, it's still the same tools. Right, it's right. It's just how I'm using. Them, right. You know. Um, but you know, honestly, like again, I'm I'm just been having a blast because everything that I'm doing right now, I have four projects set up for the next year. Oh, And every one of them was just a labor of love because I, you know, I start out and I don't know if there's a publisher. I don't know who the artist is. I just, I'm just writing a story.
2: Mm. Uh,
1: That's, that's the really fun part. And then, you know, actually my least favorite part is going out and selling it.
0: Yeah. You You have so many connections now though. I imagine it's not as big a deal now to, I'm sure you have all these.
1: I've got some really good situations you know i'm working a lot with storm king which is sandy king carpenter and john carpenter's comic company
0: oh cool so i didn't know they had one That's yeah, great.
1: So they picked up so many of my projects oh great so i'm doing that wow uh, uh I'm, I'm working with idw again uh mm. you know i just had a six issue series uh, come out from image in the last six months cool called a town called terror um you know it's it's been a you know again i hate you know i know it's been a horrible time for a lot of people but it's been an incredibly creative time Uh,
0: yeah yeah Yeah, that's you know
1: and it was so funny because when when covid started you know i think i did what we did what everybody did was you know we went out and stocked up the kitchen Mm -hmm. filled the pantry up with stuff i also bought like 20 model kits (laughs) <laughs> because i thought i was just gonna be like you know i don't know like i thought i was launching the apocalypse it wouldn't be tv or a computer i was gonna have to like entertain myself never built a single model the whole time work. <laughs> i know yeah, monica's like yeah, let's put the box of models in the in storage now you know obviously we didn't reach that point of the pandemic
0: wow yeah you know what was what happened with me what was really weird with the pandemic is <clears throat> i got an opportunity to do a tool poster mm. and um and it because they, they were they're were ha- hiring artists and paying them in posters and then you get to sell the posters yourself and oh, nice. yeah and there's this huge secondary market of tool posters at the time it was crazy huge and my uh my designs were some of the top ones that were most desirable so I basically all year all I was doing was doodling and then I would get paid extra to do doodles on them and I could sell them for more I just spent the whole year doodling tool posters for like a year straight it was insane and then people were mailing them to me and I was doodling on them it was just like it was crazy. It was so out of out of left field, um, yeah. That I would not. I don't know what I would have done if I didn't have that. It just came right at the right time and fell in my lap. You know.
1: It's just funny, though, you know. I had a thing. The uh, my what basically helped me uh, do the office was mm-hmm. a job. You know, and every once in a while, I I really like the challenge of job. But they a company came to me and was like, "We have an idea." We just want you to be work for hire, but we want you to create. You know, they gave me like two pages of notes, and I had to write six issues from it. Hmm. Um, but again, it was just like, boy, getting those creative muscles going. You know, I really enjoyed it. But that was an unexpected uh, uh, project. You know, I really yeah. enjoyed that.
0: Uh, do you do? Know, it, do you? I, often... I don't mind. No, you know, go ahead. I don't
1: mind working on people's ideas. I love it.
0: Really? What? What? I was going to ask. It, Loose
1: ideas
0: yeah right <laughs> now, yeah
1: especially come i come to me will just say i don't like when people will come to me with a beginning middle and end yeah I'm like oh, you've already done all the work right, you know, right. there's nothing for you to do but you come to me with a seed of an idea and i, I love it
0: I yeah love especially it. if it's a good idea that's the thing when it comes to like for me it's like painting commissions it's like I you know I don't mind doing painting commissions if the idea is like oh I could do something with this and and it's again it's vague enough you know let me do my thing but exactly. you know you know that that's that's the the key thing um I was wondering it's like how often are you uh how often are you just work for hire you pay me once and I do this and they own everything versus how often do you are you able to keep Do you ever get to keep any of the rights of the work you do?
1: Like the image books, hundred percent. This is part of, this is
0: what you negotiate with these companies. It's like, it's kind of up for negotiation.
1: That's That's images deal. I mean, (laughs) image is just a fantastic company. They make their money off publishing and they don't, they don't care about the entertainment. They just don't. They don't dip into people's rights.
0: That's cool. So
1: they're, they're a really great, exceptional company. Um, but, you know, other companies, I'm 50-50 partners. You know, there's okay. some, some publishers, you know, take little pieces. There's one company I work for. It's just we split evenly among me, the artist, and the and the publisher. You know, so okay. every deal is different. You know, right. every deal is completely different. But, you know, most of, except for the, you know, uh, uh, Kick-Ass was obviously Work for Hire.
2: Right. You
1: know, so I don't own any part of that. Um and this werewolf thing I did that I can't remember <laughs> can't remember the title right now <laughs> it was a work project you know wow
0: yeah I understand
1: I do you know? <laughs> that's like people
0: ask me people ask me you know uh, uh about the podcast it's like I'm like I was I was talking to somebody oh I need to have this artist on the podcast and they're like. You already had him on, and I was like, "No, I didn't. I didn't have him on the podcast." And then they sent me a link. I was like, oh, "Man, I don't even remember doing that interview." But it's like that on the all oh, the man. all all the movies I've worked on. It's like, yeah, I don't I some I have just no memory whatsoever. I don't even have no memory of it. It's like it was so long ago. It was, it's crazy. It's crazy. I was actually oh, looking. I was looking <laughs> after I asked you to be on the podcast. I was looking. I was like, did I have Steve on already? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> i had to go
1: look through because yeah. i was like maybe i yeah. forgot it seems like i would have had them on by now. <laughs> i have you know people will come up to me at conventions and they'll be like this was my favorite scene in this book you did <laughs> i'm like mm, i have no recollection of that <laughs> you know just don't because you know you do your thing and you're on to the next
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know i don't spend a lot of i don't i don't read my own books Right, you know, right,
2: yeah, so, yeah. Have you, you ever know, done that?
0: Have you ever done that? Because I never done it. I was... never listen to the podcast. <laughs> That's one
1: thing for yeah. sure. I've done it with the, the prose books for Cal McDonald because I was trying to fig- remember what I was doing. Okay, uh, I had to write some new short stories last year, mm. so I went back and read that. Other than that, no.
0: Really, you know, yeah. they
1: come. They come in. I'll I'll make sure there's no horrible mistakes. <laughs> And then I never look at it again.
0: So how did you, you know, how did you feel reading reading over that? Were you like I did pretty good, or were you like boy? Mmm.
1: So I was reading some of it. I was like boy, you could tell I was twenty one years old writing this, <laughs> you know. But then on um, on other things, <laughs> I was kind of like oh I, I didn't know I wrote that. That's a pleasant surprise.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. such a cool it character. Proves. I love that character, the, the Cal McDonald. Yeah,
1: I love writing him. He's he's my favorite to write.
0: Is he kind of like your 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 pet your 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 pet pet project or your love, the one that you want to hold yeah. the rights onto that that is like the you're doing it for the love kind of well, you know I'll what I mean? Like
1: the publisher who has it, uh, I'm partners with. We're fifty okay. fifty partners. With. Yeah, I love that character. You know, I keep feeding. We just had a graphic novel come out last month.
0: Oh, cool! I just.
1: Uh, I don't seem to run out of ideas with him
0: how does it not Uh, been a movie yet is what i can't understand it's like so
1: perfect for a a tv series or a movie it's like you know what the problem is hmm. he's just a guy it's not like hellboy right where there's like dynamic character that you can make action figures out of right you know it's a guy (laughs) and i think that's that's the biggest oh they're like you know he doesn't have horns yeah he doesn't have
0: superpowers or whatever
1: yeah he's just a fucked up guy you but know that's what's so cool that's,
0: about him though
1: <laughs> i know that's what i think i think that's well the biggest problem too is getting people to read the material because i think it's right. all the attitude I've always had people are always like well he's just like constantine i'm like mm, no he's nothing like Constantine." <laughs> no. you know if you no. actually read the material you know you'd know that yeah yeah uh but yeah, just one. I know that's that's one of those ones where everybody is always saying that would make a perfect TV show, you know, especially now. Right, you can do. Yeah, uh, but just it hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, it's just a you it's just a matter of time, I you guess.
1: Know, yeah, but then you know, a couple of years ago, I mean, a pretty new series. I'd only been doing it for five years. October Faction,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know. got got changed you know got turned into a a a netflix show
0: yeah how did how did that happen was your did you have any involvement or that was or was that just like you wrote it much
1: by the time you know i i I did visit the writer's room um and they gave me their pitch and all that stuff but aside from that day and then a set visit i really didn't have much i didn't have anything to do with it
0: but how they how did they how did it get paid was it like the publisher uh it was idw
1: idw IDW has a really solid entertainment division mm. um, and they helped develop it. And uh, you know, it was okay. It didn't, I mean, it only lasted one season. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, you know, which is kind of what everything does on Netflix. I know I couldn't, <laughs> you know? yeah.
0: I was like, you don't even give it a chance to become something when it's only one season. Well, you know exactly. What I mean?
1: Especially in the case of October faction, the first season was all, it was like the setup.
0: Right. Right.
1: And, to go on it but you know that's Netflix so yeah you know the way things go can never tell what people are gonna like
0: yeah have you ever thought about like I know this is crazy and probably the answer is no but have you ever thought about like independently creating a a uh, like a short for a project that you would direct
1: I thought about it yeah there's a couple of mine that i would love to you know see through but you know i just i don't even know where to start
0: yeah you know i
1: mean you know we have i like being in my little cave (laughs) doing my thing (laughs) and i can't imagine dealing with all those people to make a short dealing with you know having to direct all these people i i I just don't i don't know if i have it in me yeah Uh, i I think about it i sure think about it a lot but the, the right situation hasn't happened yeah you know i was asked to um direct a music video at one point oh wow and i was just like i don't have a clue yeah. you know <laughs> it, it wouldn't be fair for me to say yes because i'd be coming <laughs> in just like you yeah, know you want me to juggle too More i can't
0: do you know you, you used so. to make movies when you were a little kid right like me oh yeah
1: super eight yeah, yeah
0: super eight super it's like yeah i i swear and it sounds crazy but i feel like because i because i was doing that shit at nine years old i was filming editing and understanding how to make set up a narrative and things like this just just by doing it and i really feel like like i kind of have it and and being such a huge fan of movies and just watched million, I mean like super nerdy about movies and cinematographers and sound design, you know, just nerdy yeah. stuff about films. And so I, I feel like just knowing that I feel like I could do it. If I just had a little bit of like technical knowledge about just basic things, I feel like I, I kind of have it in me as to know, Cause I feel like I, I can tell a good movie and good pacing yeah. and th- things that most people don't think yeah. about, but I really feel like it comes from getting into film at such a young age and being such a movie nerd yeah. at such a young age, you know?
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, remember the first movie we, when we met, um, we met on MySpace, if you recall, <laughs> oh, damn. Uh, isn't that hilarious. <laughs> and uh, we were talking about night of the living dead. and night living dead is like the one movie where i'm just like i love that movie on so many levels yeah
0: Um, yeah totally
1: one of them is that they just went in fucking pittsburgh i know
0: it's amazing it's amazing i know it's it's so so punk it's so punk rock before punk rock you know
1: yeah like you don't want to work with me i'll do it myself yeah you know I i just i love that and yeah. it's just—I mean—it's a great movie, and it's scary to this day.
0: I know it's so funny because I was just downloading uh, pictures from Night of Living Dead right before I got on with you because I was like, I should do some like quick little paintings for Halloween or something just to oh, you know yeah. bring a little more money and and I love the movie so much because it was the it was the anniversary of it yesterday or yeah. the day before well, yesterday 50, or whatever
1: fifty something
0: yeah 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 it was yeah. well I'm fifty. Five. I'm going to be 55 in November, and it came out in October of sixty-eight. 68. Yeah. So it's like it was 55th anniversary, I think. Okay. I didn't I don't know. know
1: you were older younger than me. Uh, I don't, how old
0: 57. are you? Fifty-seven. Oh, once you're over 50, it's just once it's you're just old. 14, it's like- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were born in, I was born in 67. You were born in what? 65. 65. Okay. Yeah. We're just old at this point. doesn't, you know, remember when two, remember when a two year difference was a huge deal. I remember like, exactly. Like my, my friends, my best friend at the time, his brother was a year younger than us. And he just seemed like a a little kid. And now it's like, he's, he just seems like my same age. when I see him. It's like, it's so weird, you know, but
1: yeah, (laughs) it's funny. Yeah, well, it, you know, when Monica and I met, we were both seventeen, but she didn't know it. She thought—I I don't know what this says about me—but she thought I was a couple of years younger. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it made a difference. In, you know, yeah, yeah, that's funny. Not only are we the exact same age, we're a month apart.
0: Oh wow, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. So it's like exact.
0: What a trip. That's funny. I used yeah. to. I used to always get mistaken for uh, being years younger than I was, my whole life, really. But also, I used to be get mistaken for being a girl when I was a little kid all the time because I always yeah, had long too. hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, me too. Long hair. I remember I, one time I got blood poisoning when I was a. You know, I had my long hair, and they put me in a room with this old man who yelled the entire time, why am I in a room with a little girl? <laughs> it sounds <laughs> like a nightmare. Bad enough with a hospital, I got to deal with this. It's, it's... Yeah. You know what, though? I got to say, Monica and I talk about this a lot. I am so glad we grew up when we did.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I would
1: not want to be a kid today.
0: Yeah, it's, cr- it's, a, it's insane. It's an insane yeah. world. Because I got grandkids yeah. now. I got granddaughters now. Holy shit, bro. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, um, and
1: you're younger than me. Oh, my God. How well, am I? <laughs> <Stop>.
0: <laughs> it's uh, their step granddaughters, but my my son's um, fiance, she had these two girls when she was young with her first husband. Uh, and uh, and then we met them when they were like three, four years old. So we they've only they don't remember not knowing us. So we're like, or like natural grandparents to them but man it's a trip watching seeing them grow up nowadays it's just the I'm world sure. is the world is so it's so crazy it's just everything is so crazy in social media all, and all the
1: technology stuff. i mean the world is crazy too but then yeah. all the technology i know
0: like, i know
1: i feel like every time i see a kid they're like this oh
0: yeah yeah like face of the screen yep you have you to know? like you have to uh uh it's like in an in, 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 in inevitability and then you have to like make them like they don't they can't use any of that stuff when they're at home which is most of the time they but their treat when they come over here is they get to use it and it's like oh, yeah. they are just glued to the screens the whole time and it's like yeah. i would be i would really have a problem with this if i if i if i didn't know that you didn't have this at home i would be like putting my foot down but it's like you know they get it every couple of weeks they get to come to the grandma and grandpa's and do the bad thing <laughs> you know that we would have been doing we would have been doing yeah. it if we were kids you know it's like oh, I, yeah. I i wow. used to be hooked on my atari atari you my know
1: my pong i mean i was playing pong my my eyes were bleeding you know oh
0: god <laughs> <laughs> yep, i remember the first pong when it came out it was like It was at a Shakey's Pizza, and it was one of those, it was a Pong machine, and it was like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, it was, well, I
1: must have been really young. I barely remember it. It It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I still, you know, I feel like our time was not by technology, you know? Yeah, yeah. Which is why we were off, I was making movies and Mm -hmm. building stop motion models, you know, just all this I yeah, was always trying to do something.
0: I'll tell you, you know, though. I I I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll tell you though. My my perspective seeing the the grandkids here is um uh they do they do creative stuff on the iPads because they're making little movies and they're editing. Oh. It's all you know, it's all social media crap, but it's it's like they are doing some creative stuff, and one of them is really into making like creature costumes and 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 so oh. she watches videos on how to do like foam construction and then she, then i help her do stuff so it's like there is that element to it it's not as dire as as, as you might think <laughs> although it's pretty dire yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there are some positives yeah. to it because it's like i just i think like man if i had Access to non-linear editing when I was a kid. Oh my god! Oh, remember
1: be... our editing? Yeah, it's a little cranking, <laughs> cutting it by hand and taping. Oh, oh yeah, geez.
0: yeah, yeah. I was so into it though, man. It was like once I started editing and I and I learned, I got a little one of those little cutter things and I got the yep.
1: tape. It yep. was like, wow,
0: this is so cool to,
1: to watch. Kmart everything. had Kmart had a whole brand called Focal. And you could get the Super camera, you could get the editing, the little tiny <laughs> editing bay with the crank, you know, the, the, the film cutter, the tape. Oh, I remember all that stuff very well.
0: Yeah, and drop you remember you had to drop it off, you drop your film off at the drugstore and wait for what was it, a week or something, and then you'd get a it week. back. Yeah. And then yeah, you'd it was a week. <laughs> and it was three and a half minutes. <laughs> you got three and a half minutes of film, and then you got you yep. had to wait. To get it back to see if it came out or not i remember doing like some stop motion yep. stuff with my star wars <laughs> figures and then realizing yeah. after waiting to, shooting everything waiting a week getting the film back putting it on the projector and then realizing that you needed a tripod for that because it was all like sure <laughs> so i was did. just like hand holding yeah. in a movie because i didn't know
1: <laughs> uh, yeah i had one of those little uh cord things to click yeah one so yeah I'm me too yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's when yeah. you start oh, getting I love that really pro yeah at that point it's like i had a tripod and i had one of those little clicker things and i did a little stop motion clay i ha- i was just thinking i have i still have all my old most of them my old super eight films and i've been looking at places to transfer it on to digital before they yeah you know there, do, there are
1: places you can do that yeah
0: yeah, yeah. i, I need remember, to do that um,
1: do you remember cinemagic magazine oh yeah hell yeah star log from the star log yeah was i about- still
0: i still have a bunch of those yeah those yeah. were great man wow. great resources there was a good one on mask making yeah. and and building and armatures arm- yeah
1: yeah armatures. i used to build my own armatures and buy my own liquid latex <laughs> and you know it was so fun
0: oh my god yeah. it was so fun so fun
1: i would you know, I was I was very lucky because I my mom indulged the hell out of me. Hmm. You know, I'm like, Mom, I need a gallon of liquid latex. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. <laughs>
0: you know. Yeah, yeah. And, I, yeah. That was my situation was the same. My mom was super supportive. And if it's like if she uh, you know, she'd get I remember her giving me like I don't know, what whenever a new uh, Aurora model came out, her giving me me being like five years old. This was crazy. You're giving me, I think it was $2. I think it was $2 no. or $3. Or something. Yeah, yeah. So I would take two bucks, walk all the way down, you know, way, way across the major intersection in San Pedro, Western Avenue, go in, pick my model out, you know, give them the two bucks, come back home and build it, listening to my AM radio. Oh my God. It was like those those days were amazing. So much fun.
2: Yeah.
0: And all yeah. by myself. All alone.
1: Yeah, me too. Yeah. You know,
0: except
1: when I would gather friends to make a movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> You're always getting getting your friends to come and be in your movie and they're like, what are you doing? Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to turn my idiot friends into actors. Oh, I wish, yes. you know, I think my sister has a beta tape with all my Super 8 stuff on it. Oh, cool. I have to try to find that yeah yeah
0: that's stuff you got you gotta you gotta it's amazing i I actually yeah. when we we did uh, the, the when that Mike Carell made the documentary about me, we um digitized we did my sister had a bunch of old family home movies that she had digitized so we could use them in the movie. And mm-hmm. so we do have like a ton of old family. Stuff of me like dressed as a black cat on Halloween and stuff. <laughs> like yeah. I'm two years old with shit. <laughs> oh,
2: that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty
0: great. But I want to get my my movies because I've got some pretty cool ones. I've got like a, a stop motion clay, like a Conan guy, like a, a warrior that's fights a big snake with a like a giant mouth, and he like cuts the head off and then it falls over and bleeds, and then the story just ends.
1: Yeah, oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. uh, uh, I miss my. I remember I used to, um, I would build um spaceships. Um, I would you know build the frames out of balsa wood. Oh, and wow. I buy like, battleship models. Oh, that's cool. Models. You
0: were like kit bashing, kit bashing before yeah. it was cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like cutting stuff up, and, you know, I would glue them all over and then do the uh airbrush. To yeah. weather them. Wow. You know? Yeah, you were. Then advanced. I'd like hang them on strings and try yeah. to make them. You know? Did yeah. you burn them eventually Uh-oh.
0: or blow them up with the firecrackers cuz that's usually Every what Every single up. one of them <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> For another you know, there had to be the big explosion scene. <laughs> yeah. you know? I would buy like flash powder and Oh, try wow. To it, you know, stuff like that. but it never worked.
0: We would you know? get firecrackers and then cut them open and then break them in half and then uh Mm. squeeze out the gunpowder and just get as much um, of much of that together as as we could and then stick a fuse in that just talking to my friends like i used to go up on my roof all the time and run around on the roof because i was like a latchkey kid so we could do all kinds of crazy shit because no one was watching us i would go climb up on my roof and just be playing on the roof i mean i can't if my kid went on the roof I, you know i would fucking Ugh. freak out oh,
1: I so well, i used to jump off the roof <laughs> what's know, that we lived in a we lived in an area in virginia where there was a lot of construction so oh, i was wow. like playing construction sites you know jumping around and yeah you know there's Nails and wood, you
0: know, (laughs) dirt cloud fights and all
1: that. Oh God, yeah! I remember we used to put firecrackers in slingshots, (laughs) shoot them at each other, (laughs) maniacs. You know, and we think hysterical. Get caught in your hair and blow up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was a great time. (laughs) It definitely was a great time. I wouldn't trade it for the world.
1: So let's get back to criticizing kids today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shooting firecrackers into their, each yeah. their faces. Yeah, right. These damn kids looking at their devices and we're sitting there like
0: starting fires and blowing things up. And...
1: <laughs> okay, anyway. Let's... I...
0: anyway no, 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 no. Go ahead. What were you saying?
1: <laughs> oh, I just remembered that. Do you remember the that great toy from Space nine, 1999? the the big they had one yeah 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 i i somewhere there's super eight footage of that on fire Uh, (laughs) oh cool (laughs) now i'm just thinking about it man i'd I'd love to have that toy now
0: oh yeah 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 the 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 toys were amazing in the 70s in the early 70s they were really cool and the late 60s too because i used to get like some of my brother's hand-me-downs um but uh yeah, I remember there was like a cool submarine, a GI Joe submarine that. Oh yeah. Like the little singles, single, single yeah. submarine. It was like.
1: Some... I remember the Apollo set. Remember the Apollo? I don't know. If... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's set. right,
0: that's right. Yeah, oh. yeah. I forgot Ranger all that. Toy. <laughs> yeah, they were like epic these toys. Yeah. Uh, anyway, God, now we we really sound old. People, you know. I know. I know. <laughs> Okay. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about what you're up to now. Uh, do you have any, any stuff that you, you can say, or is it all kind of like secret what you're working on?
1: One of these little pet projects i been working on is I wrote uh, a graphic novel about my days playing music. Oh, how cool. Uh, I did sort of a slice of life comic. That's sort so
0: of. weird because I was thinking that I was, I was thinking ab- about, I was just thinking about you doing, you know, looking at your Wikipedia and stuff, getting ready for this. And I was like, I wonder if he's ever thought about doing like, you know, like a Harvey P kind of like, you know, slice of life sort of thing. Because you've had a pretty crazy life. you got a lot of cool stuff to write about.
1: Yeah. So I wrote it. It's 115 pages. Um, Just found an artist. Um, so hopefully it'll be out in a year or so uh, from image it's called swan street
0: excellent how cool yeah
1: so that i just i just finished a, a, a christmas ghost story graphic novel that i'm very excited about cool um what else yeah i've written like oh i've got a thing at uh storm king that's sandy and john's company uh called the killing hole uh which takes place in 1979 cool <laughs> about, uh, uh, about these two friends who one friend is gradually realizing that his friend might be a future serial killer
0: oh wow that's cool <laughs> and, how
1: he, and how he deals with it so, wow uh, so yeah that sounds great I'm, I'm, having a I'm having a blast right now excellent uh, that's yeah. so cool so i got all yeah and then monica and i just did a, a comic called the yard gang uh which is a uh, halloween story based on all our animals
0: oh great wow is it is it, it
1: out yet I mean, yeah it just came out last week okay oh, and on. uh it's for kids i mean it's i mean adults can obviously read it, right but, you know use very young uh and that was really fun to do
0: that's really cool
1: yeah do so you have uh... just been just cranking away
0: yeah yeah you're super prolific um do, do you, uh when you are, you know, when you write a comic, are you like, how do you, how do you write it? Because it's like, because, you know, when you read a comic, it's images and very, usually very little text. And so yeah, is it, right. when when you're writing, are you writing like kind of what's in the panel to tell the yeah, artist? Yeah,
1: yeah, I write panel one, character walks in, you know, with hand raised. This is the caption. This is the dialogue. Okay. So two.
0: so is this yeah. like the way it's done? Because I don't know anything about it. Is this kind of the common Everybody way that writers...
1: Everybody does it different. Oh. Everybody does it different. A lot of people, I know certain artists like to work from an outline, say, and then the, and then you script after the fact. Oh, that's um, weird. Yeah. I've never been very good at that. <laughs> but, you know, that's, I think that's a much harder way to work. So I do pretty detailed scripts. Um, but I also do a lot of what I call silent scripts mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of captions you know which the captions are you know once upon a time you know mm-hmm. i don't do a lot of that i really like letting the pictures tell the story
0: yeah it's like the hitchcock thing you know where it's like yeah. you, you don't need the dialogue it's all so so you're writing in these scripts these initial scripts you're writing what's happening in the panels So you're basically visualizing the whole story as a comic without doing the drawings. Exactly. Oh, that's so cool. And, and so, and, and then there's a certain amount of leeway. I imagine when the artist comes in, they might, you say, a person walks in the room with their hand raised, blah, blah, blah. And then the artist like gives you a slight different version of that, that you had in your head, but you're like, Oh, that's cool. So it becomes more collaborative in that way.
1: they'll add a panel subtract a panel okay you know, say i walks, if i write he walks in and raises his hand that's two panels
0: right okay <laughs> <He walks> in,
1: <laughs> raising hand right so <laughs> I, you know i get the artist i'm always like have fun with it just have fun with it you know i'm i'm, I'm not a dictator about yeah. you know, how i want everything. that you know, sounds like, so like
0: the yeah it sounds really fun it sounds really fun it
1: is it is really fun you know like the way i work with damien like uh this ghost story i I wrote this christmas ghost story it's a very silent comic does not have many panels other than meanwhile morning you know little little Mm -hmm. cues um but the rest is just silent i'm gonna see how it works and if it works silent great but I might, you know, sometimes I have to come in and write panel, you know, write. Right, so.
0: right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: I, I like to wait till the art's done to make that decision.
0: That's so cool. So, so is it, when you know, when you write a comic, it's like, are you the director of the comic sort of, unless you maybe I do it, so. unless you do it with the artist where it's like, you're both kind of writing it in a way, or, or is it like you That's have the, correct. you have the. Yeah. Yeah. But you kind of have like the final say it's, you, you decide, okay, it needs another caption here. So exactly. you're, okay. So you're like the director of the comic kind of as the writer, you're the writer kinda, and the director. Yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: If you look exactly. at it as a movie. Interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's fun though. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It sounds really cool. Yeah, it is, you know, and every comic is different because artists are so different.
0: Right. You yeah. Know?
1: but i just love the process i mean what's really funny is i've been looking for an artist for uh the the swan street the the biography comic for a couple of years mm. and i finally found a great artist who understands the material because it's the 80s in washington dc right he's italian the new the artist i found is italian ah. and he totally <laughs> just that's so gets cool. it, you know and that's that's always the the biggest hurdle, you know, like this, uh, the the story I told you, The Killing Hole takes place in 79. Artist gets it. Right. He's got the hair down. Yeah. You know, so right. was all like, yeah, man, we yeah. all had this crazy, just like long hair, man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> even though it was the budding of punk rock for me. Right. So it's a weird
0: right, dichotomy yeah.
1: there where it's like, yeah, I had long hair. I still kind of hung out with the freaks, as we called them. Mm-hmm. But I was walking around in Buzzcocks and Ramones T-shirts.
0: Right, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you know? And he got it. He he just, he nailed it. That's really you know?
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. I imagine that's important. It's important, really- it's important to, to find the right artist. You can't just do it with, have you ever had an experience where not, you don't have to say what, but have you ever had an experience where you, the artist didn't, you just didn't click with them? And it was, yeah. I imagine that's difficult
1: most of the time it's if there have been cases where i'm working for a company and i don't have contact with the artist most artists work with but if i submit a script to a a publisher they go off and find an artist and there's the only communication is the script
0: right okay
1: get a little squirrely. yeah Um, because
0: then you're not the director anymore in a way you're not like directing it and having the final making sure it's right
1: yeah, because poor, you know, Damien, uh, this, the Christmas story takes place in 1912. Mm. So tons of research. I mean, I'm sending him pictures of everything. Like, That's wow. what a graveyard looked like in 1912, <laughs> what the city looked like. And, you know, I do a lot of uh, visual reference. Oh, cool. You know, for stuff like that. You know,
2: it sounds you know, so with fun. The, uh,
1: with the 70s one, I didn't have to give the guy anything. And I was like, I was basically ready to go like just go watch Over the Edge. You watch it. you ever see that movie?
0: I over which which one is that?
1: Matt Damon's first movie about teenagers in a planned community in Colorado. Ah oh,
0: man, I can't remember. Oh, I'm sure I've seen it, see but okay. You'll uh, have
1: like it's like it'll be like a deja vu rush.
0: I'll write it down. <laughs> cool. Good um, soundtrack okay cool i'm i I bet you i've seen it but i will i will look for it um uh uh what was i gonna say oh so (laughs) (laughs) listeners are used to this for me all day long (laughs) (laughs) um i was gonna say uh yeah it seems to me so much like so much fun and and so are you think you're thinking in comics when you write stories, you're thinking in comics, you're not thinking necessarily. Are you, is it like, I write an
1: outline first and the outline is very much like a movie outline. Okay. You know, right. I, I, I I write a little more flowery, more description, what's going on in the character's heads, Mm -hmm. you
0: know,
1: a little more, then I take that and I convert it into a comic.
0: Okay. And you think yeah. in terms of like frames and how it's, you know, yeah. 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 So it's, it's fun. Yeah. It's, it's, fun it's like, it sounds I, amazing. I, I love what I do. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like so much fun. Cause it's like, you could, it's like, you get to make a movie, but you don't have to deal with anybody. <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. <laughs> you know, just Tell a story. Just tell a story. And it's, you know, it's basically, it's me, the artist, the colorist, if we have one, Mm-hmm. Uh, the letterer and the publisher. That's it.
0: Yeah, that's great.
1: Oh, and the editor when we have one. I don't, oh, okay. Work, I, I, on my indie stuff, I don't really work with editors too much. Hmm. I just bug my friends. I send yeah. Them <laughs> you know, poor Monica. She has to read everything, <laughs> you know.
0: How are, I mean, are, how are comics doing these days? Very well. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's a really hard industry it's a hard industry to get your finger on too but like ya stuff is doing really good manga is doing really good Mm -hmm. um you know i think image does great i my sales on my image book were the best numbers i've had in years
0: oh great
1: so so things appear to be doing good you know but you know i mean everybody struggles you know yeah yeah it's like any creative industry.
0: It's yeah. Just, yeah. Can... I know. But it's like people, I think people think, you know, Steve Niles is probably a multi billionaire sitting, you know, uh, it's like, you know, people think,
2: oh, yeah.
0: People think that about me. And it's like, I'm fucking, you know, I got to, I got to make a living dead studies to bring some money so I can pay my mortgage in a couple exactly. of weeks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, just, I have to keep working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just being a I know people assume because you have a movie or you're associated with movies,
0: right? Right. And it's
1: automatically like you're the rich one. No, somebody got rich.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, it's I. I. I, uh, Do you have advice for some younger people or even older people that want to start just to do? not to get in the industry necessarily but just to do their own comic to do it
1: you got to you know i mean i know you know that this is aggravating advice to give people but it's true you got to do it you can't sit around talking about it mm-hmm. you got to <laughs> do it and as you and i have talked about and we both know it's a very solitary thing yeah you know so you have to you know, you have to have that energy and that dedication to get those ideas down on paper or the computer or whatever. Um, but honestly doing it is the toughest hurdle. I yeah. know so many people like, ah, I've got a movie idea. I'm like, yeah, is it written? No.
0: <laughs> Everybody's got a movie idea. Pretty much.
1: I know <laughs> Got to do it. And that's a yeah. big, you know, I mean, I've been writing since I was a teenager. You know, just yeah. for fun. I mean, just tormenting my friends. Like, here's my new short story. You know, you got to read it. Um, You, you got to do it and you got to stick with it. You yeah. Know? Yeah. You know, that's, that's really the biggest thing.
0: It's like always the same. It's it's the same for everything. It's like you have to do it. You just have to do it yeah. and you have to keep practicing at it. And, and that's it. Yeah. And nowadays there's... And once you're doing yeah. No, go ahead.
1: I was just say, once you're doing it, then you just... Then you get out in the world, you meet editors, you meet publishers, mm-hmm. you go to the comic conventions, you start networking, right. you know there's a lot of stuff you can do online these days, yeah, but yeah, the first you don't do it, none of that matters,
0: yeah <laughs> yeah and 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 you know, with YouTube and all the thing the thing that's different about now than than the seventies especially is that you know remember how hard it was to find any kind of resources to learn how to make masks or how to do makeup effects or how to write or how to edit a super eight movie it's like nobody had that info you had to go to the library look through a bunch of books if they did if they had them and now there is literally every there's a tutorial for anything you want to do just for free now on youtube yeah
1: everything i used to. i used to Hand type letters to my favorite creators. Right, yeah. What do I do? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you know, snail mail, man. I I remember. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and some wrote back. Right, you know, of all people, Richard Matheson wrote me back.
0: Are you serious?
1: Yeah, that's how I I got the rights to I Am Legend. Holy shit! Uh, How old were you? Twenty, twenty-one.
0: That's amazing. That must have been Uh, such an amazing feeling yeah
1: and he charged me a hundred bucks are you serious just Just to be cool just he actually i have the letters he was actually apologetic about asking for a hundred dollars this is blowing my mind (laughs) yeah i know well believe me it's blown my mind for years (laughs) you know i got my my first adaptation that i you know did myself was uh, i am legend
0: yeah yeah so yeah th- did he was it like he just was was he like in a lull in his career or something to where oh, no yeah. he, oh, he was doing was
1: doing great you and know? he just
0: did it to be cool because he liked yeah. you, or you were he interested? Was
1: just a cool guy. He like me. I wrote him a long letter explaining why Omega Man and Last Man on Earth was good, but didn't quite capture the novel. <laughs> you know, I was a little punk kid, just like, wow. You know? And yeah,
0: that's amazing. Just
1: uh, amazingly cool guy. Just really cool.
0: Wow. So you yeah. were you able to like meet him in person and stuff I later? Did.
1: You know, do you know? Dell at Dark Delicacies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that mm-hmm. store.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: Well, Dell is one of the owners. He took me to Matheson's house, in uh, you know, just a few years before he passed away. How um, how was that? I, it was. I was really nervous, but he was <laughs> he was really cool. He was really great. You know, we were laughing about stuff. Um, he explained, you know, because I was like, I hate the Will Smith. Yeah, <laughs> <You> know, like <laughs> and he was like. I have never been treated better, paid better. And it was the first time in his career that he saw his book in the windows of bookstores. Wow.
0: Yeah. So it's a different perspective for him, I guess, you know? Exactly.
1: (laughs) But the movie, yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's like, that's the thing. It's like, okay, for us as fans, it was terrible and disappointing. But you're, you know, we're, we will accept that because Richard Matheson got paid. What do you, exactly. what, you know, treated well. <laughs> it's like, it makes you feel a little bit better about the movie. Uh, it, a little. <laughs> <laughs> How
1: hard well, is it? A,
0: what? How hard is it? That it's like the source material is oh. so good. How do you fuck that up? The
1: source material is there. It's clear. It's amazing. I think it could be filmed on a budget. I, I know. Mean, I see no, movie. I know. It doesn't have it's to be crazy. a big movie oh just go to the you know go to the suburbs burn down two houses yeah (laughs) one in the middle and you got your set
0: (laughs) yeah it's just such a bummer that's what kills me about hollywood that's the kind of thing that just drives me nuts it's like how do you fuck up something like that it's all there for
1: you i remember when i was pitching 30 days I went to one studio. Uh, I'll like I'll leave names out of it. Okay. But I pitched it 30 days a night, which I think, you know, whatever. It's a basic pitch. You know, vampires in Alaska. Mm, That's yeah. it. It's <laughs> dark there all the time. Vampires are going to yeah. kill all of you. It's so great. And this guy goes, I think it needs a twist. I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, how about if there's a diamond buried beneath Barrow, Alaska? That will make them day walkers, (laughs) and I was just like, and he's like, because I don't really understand the vampire's motivation.
0: Oh my god, that's yeah, that's the kind of shit makes you just want to like go fuck
1: all of this shit. I'm going back to comics. Well, there's at least (laughs) a good ending to the story. He got fired for that. Oh, good. (laughs) Because <laughs> it was so stupid, it was just so dumb. I walked out of there like, thanks, you know. <laughs> you know. Later,
0: dude. I've heard so. I mean, I'm sure you've had your share, but just being on sort of the the outskirts of it, I've seen enough of that stuff. That's just like, how do these people get jobs? How do they get in these positions of power when they
1: exactly they have no taste?
0: They're not creative. They're not even really interested in that genre
1: it's like uh, well, just... there's a weird there's a weird mentality where it's like well i worked my i worked my way up from the mail room it's like what does that have to do with entertainment
2: yeah right <laughs> <You know? laughs>
1: i'm not sure that yeah, i mean i understand right. you, you understand how the companies work yeah <laughs> but it, it's how you know, creativity you
0: know, like getting up to an hour and a half um uh oh, cool. yeah um yeah it goes it goes by quick when you're having fun these conversations oh yeah it did yeah um
1: no i like this though i like just the nice and conversational
0: yeah yeah these are the these are the best interviews i think um yeah. <clears throat> i still i, I still do... oh no go ahead
1: oh i was just going to say i i did a comic based do you know dio yeah the band yeah yeah mm-hmm. so i did a comic based on one of their albums oh wow <laughs> uh, demon cover album yeah, so yeah i did a cover of that and oh my god the podcasts for that were excruciating because i'm not a metal guy oh yeah yeah <laughs> i know you know that that's
0: that that's uh i don't yeah. know if we, if you want to have this on the podcast do you, are we i'm recording oh, so i don't
1: oh it's fine i don't care
0: okay yeah yeah that's funny um you know i i run into this situation a lot because of the kind of artwork i do people assume i'm like a metal guy and it's like i like i like metal uh i like some metal like i like acdc i like black sabbath i like you know kind of like the the classics and um and there's some stuff like mastodon i like and there's like new you know i'm so so out of the loop but but uh you know i'm more of a like a punk post-punk whatever you want to call it type type person and it's like you know my artwork doesn't really necessarily reflect that you know people it's like it's very like associated with metal album covers so people just and i have long hair too it's just like it just fucking grows that way i don't like try and grow my hair long this is what happens when you don't do anything (laughs) it's called being
1: a bum (laughs) i know it's like this is but, you know with that i just did my research mm-hmm. i listened to the album i talked to his widow i i figured out what the story was supposed to be that's you cool know? i, actually, I, had blast. I yeah, actually had a black yeah
0: that's cool that's cool i like uh i do like dio the dio was there's a few songs i really like of his and i i think he was uh he had a really great voice and his stuff in black sabbath was cool i like the Dio black yeah. sabbath period that was you know he yeah. he seemed Dio was like i don't know there was a lot of cheesy metal happening at that time and Dio, aside from the videos you know the the music was i thought was cool it was pretty you know yeah. wasn't like a lot of the cheesy stuff that was coming out at the time but um yeah uh, i had
1: fun with it and, and his widow was so cool yeah, he seemed she like a really like,
0: cool guy too, from what I've seen in interviews yeah. and stuff. You know.
1: Yeah, because I was being, you know, I was asking questions and stuff, and she was just like, "It's just Ronnie hunting demons." <laughs> <laughs> you know? like, oh, it's like, okay. yeah. That's well, a, that makes that a lot. This
0: is the thing, though, because there is more of a. I mean, there's kind of a connection between punk and horror. It's, there is a, a thread there, but there's more of a connection between metal and horror. You know, yeah. and it's, and so it, it is weird to not be like a full on metalhead and be a full on horror person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure you feel this yeah. <laughs> being a yeah. punk guy.
1: You, just out of curiosity, what do you list? Are you listening to anything new these days or just the older music? Or? I
0: still listen to the same old, I listen to, you know, I'm still a huge No Means No fan. I'm still a huge Devo fan. It's like, you know, it's like, Fugazi and just yeah. stuff that I, I can't, although there is a band called um Invasives, and you what? I know you haven't heard of them because nobody's heard of them, and they're amazing, they're amazing invasives. invasives. If you look in them on oh, band cap Band cap, I actually like contacted them and said, "Let you can use any of my artwork you want for an album. I love you so much, And they were like, "What? <laughs> I was like, free of charge. They were like. That's so cool. No one's ever said that to me before. They thought I was like after something. And they were cuz it's like they hardly they don't do any social media. They just play live gigs. They're a Canadian band and they they're kind of they're they're in in the style of No Means No a bit and I'm really into that kind of three-piece, super tight, fast, aggressive, yeah. but like weird changes and stuff. And so I, yeah. they're probably the newest band I've kind of been into lately. Really cool. You should check them out invasives
1: i've been listening to a lot of have you ever heard of a swedish band called truck fighters
0: no <laughs> truck fighters check them
1: out okay you would love them really you would love them. Excellent. look up a song called in search of
0: okay in search i'm writing it like now. The,
1: the old nimoy tv yeah
0: song. yeah a truck fighters
1: truck fighters truck two fire. words okay Cool. Not that it would make much difference, but yeah, I just love, them. I just love them. They're quirky. They do all kinds of weird shit. Cool. Uh, I just, I, I get a big kick out of them. Excellent. But yeah, I'm the same way. I just listen to a lot of older stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, around I love my, you know, Bad Brains and stuff. Oh like yeah. That. Yep. I still, I like really aggressive music. You know.
0: Yeah, you know, it's a trip. Um yeah yeah you know it's like nothing nothing beats it um i interviewed a guy named mitch horowitz i know mitch you know mitch the writer the, art the oh. what no no this well, is a right
1: i'm thinking oh i'm thinking the art dealer. Hmm. okay
0: and he's like a um positive mind metaphysics guy and he writes about okay. that sort of thing like visualization and occult magic and stuff like this because i'm into that stuff too and i had him on the podcast it's it, it like th- two or three podcasts really really amazing episode and uh, what first kind of turned me on his work is he's got he's like our age and he's got a black he's got the black hand black flag bars tattooed in his hand he's got bad brain he's always wearing bad brains t-shirts and it's so cool nice. because because i'm reading through his books he's like a punk that is kind of teaching this new age stuff it's really really cool or he's just where's he
1: where's he out of where's he he's in new york he's in new york
0: yeah he's from new jersey i think
1: Name is so familiar
0: he's been like he's he's written for like the new york times and all he's like a kind of a big deal he's gets he gets like put on like tv shows for discovery channel about like the pyramids and you know weird right. m- mystical stuff but um it's so cool because in this one book he his new book called daydream believer which is you know basically the titles from the monkey the monkey song yeah. um it's just like i was once i started looking into him he was like so like we were grew up at the same time so it's just like i you probably will relate to it. it's really really great stuff but he talks about um in Daydream Believer, I think he talks about bad brains and HR who was totally into um, uh, positive mind metaphysics because of uh, I forget the guy's name, the Think and Grow Rich, this old book. Uh, it's like it's it's basically visualization techniques from like the '40s maybe. Dale Car wow. is it? Is, I don't know if it's Dale Carnegie. No, it's it's this other guy thinking yeah look at thinking grow rich anyway um and he's quotes that's pma that uh positive me- mental attitude yeah, yeah and it's and it's like he you know he's talking about hr and how he how when he was a kid he discovered this book which is like a visualization book and how to manifest the reality that you want through mental focus and stuff and through mystical means or whatever and he's like it was like Talking about how it just kind of changed HR's life at that point, point. and it was like, "What wow. a trip! So cool!" You know, yeah, to hear that, hear talk about bad brains and HR in that context. <laughs> yeah. It's it's in oh, the it's in the podcast a, if you check it out. Um,
1: nice. Yeah, yeah, Damn, he, he's
0: that. yeah, he's great. He's great. Really smart too. Um, uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. It's like this old classic you know trump was trump liked this book back in the day it's like this old a lot of people it's a famous book about like you know focusing on on things anyway i just thought that was kind of cool that this this dude's also like that is cool like a punk rocker like this really really great guy too um so okay one thing i have to ask you before we, we we go is i read that you interviewed the members of kiss
1: I sure <laughs>
0: You have to tell me about this.
1: <laughs> I also interviewed Ozzy Osbourne. No way, really? Yeah, That's... this was, uh, wow. I worked briefly as just sort of a gun for hire for uh, Todd McFarlane. Okay. And at the time, he was working out Kiss Magazine. Oh,
0: right. That's and, right.
1: And Ozzy Osbourne Magazine with comics and articles, you know, the whole deal so yeah he had me and i was like especially with kiss i'm like okay i listened to him when I, in the third grade <laughs> like, i was like a teenager, i was like a kid when right I right to kiss. I, when i was
0: in when i was nine years old i was totally in the kiss everybody was in the kiss oh.
1: back then oh yeah i mean the the pictures with the blood all over his oh face yeah 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 oh i love that shit so much <laughs> um but yeah, I, I interviewed uh uh Peter Chris and Paul Stanley, but not Gene Simmons and not Ace Freely. Wow, okay. So how was that? <laughs> yeah. But, what was it and, like? They we were both really sweet guys. Chris Chris Peter Chris was like the nicest guy I've ever met. Wow. Just at the end, he's like, Oh, next time I see you, we'll get together, have some drinks and, wow. and you know, just how old were really you when this guy. happened? Oh, i was i was in la so it must have been 30 or so oh, okay wow yeah. wow wow yeah. what a yeah. trip yeah but yeah and, and interviewing ozzy osbourne yeah was hilarious was was oh he- it was it i still remember the one question that i just loved was because i was doing for todd McFarlane, they had put out that action figure of his mm-hmm. you know the ever when he was doing all the music he was doing music yeah, evil, Rob Zombie,
0: mm-hmm. right? You know, right, action
1: figure. So I said, Uh, so what's it like to have your own action figure? And he was like, Well, you know, I work out and I do what I can. And I was like, Oh, wait, he didn't get the question at all. So he talked about physical fitness for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so I just realized maybe action figure isn't the best best term to ask, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, those were really fun times, you know. Yeah, I was just taught. would be doing all kinds of crap. I was doing episode guides for the Spawn animated series, uh, you know, but, all kinds of stuff.
0: Were you just like on on staff, working like no, salary kind of thing, know, or was it like, here's a here's a jo- here's a gig, go do it?
1: Yeah, it was all just gig by gig because I had moved to L.A. to of all things work for Disney. Wow. Disney Interactive. Wow, okay. uh, I worked there for a year. Um, they were trying to emulate the old studio system, the animation studio system. So they hired, you know, creatives from all over the world, hmm. uh, but they forgot to hire anybody who knew how to make a fucking video game. <laughs> so I mean, basically we were just like twiddling our thumbs and playing video games for a year. Wow, and they laid everybody <laughs> off. Two hundred people. They laid us off wow and I, like literally stuck in la wow. I'm like well i moved here and now i'm in la and bo smith who i knew from eclipse um hooked me up with todd mcfarlane and i just started doing whatever gigs they threw at me. wow you know and it, it was like and then the more i did it the more he wanted so i mean my days with mcfarlane were like writer boot camp yeah so that's that's call me Yeah. He would call me like every day, like I have an idea and I would have to write an outline by the end of the day.
0: Wow. Yeah. I was thinking, you know, that's probably really good for just, you know, learning your chops on this stuff, on writing, when you're just being like thrown all these weird things that you wouldn't normally do. I'm sure it was really good for your writing, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I was doing articles on the Crow uh you know before i knew anybody involved with that i was you know like interviewing kiss you know yeah (laughs)
0: so cool you've had quite a life man you've had a really amazing career you know um yeah and you're still what's that
1: i said it's been an adventure but a fun one luckily
0: yeah 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 it's uh uh and you're still doing it man it's like it's great i mean i can't even imagine ever stopping I can't imagine oh, retiring. Yeah. It's like what I don't know what I would do. I, I, you know, I had to take, I had to make myself take two week, two days off this weekend, because I finished my paint, my show. I have a show up on Saturday, and um, I was just cranking for three months straight, really pushing, and it's like, okay, I got to get some rest, and it's like, six hours into it, I'm like getting antsy. I got to do something again. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> well, as like, like i said earlier you know, i'm I'm sort of in between projects right now because i just finished one right and i'm already like what am i gonna do next yeah or am i gonna you know because
0: it's, <laughs> it's fun it's yeah. fun it's like this is what we do for fun <laughs> this is how we yeah. party you know
1: yeah now i i i really enjoy my life i have to admit
0: yeah you got a great life you got a great uh, uh um are you? Yeah, you got a great wife, Monica. You guys are you guys are married yeah. now, and and no, living out yeah. in the middle of nowhere. You got a bunch of animals. You're writing comic books all every day. It's like, yeah, come on. I'm,
1: I'm, I'm far from people. Yeah, <laughs> you got I couldn't it. be happy. <laughs> That's
0: excellent. That's excellent. Yeah, I uh, one of these I am determined to do some kind of comic book at some point. You know, well, and it's like to. I want to do it so bad, I just have not done it. And I definitely want to work with you at some point on something. We gotta do something. We gotta do I something.
1: When so when we know I know, on, I know. Yes, that was such a fun time.
0: I know, I know. So uh-huh. we should do we should do something. We should do something. I mean, I would love to if, if you if you're down for it. it, but I was oh, just I would... so impressed with <laughs> it was funny because I remember you started typing. You know, and I was just like, "Whoa, how are you doing that?" You're like, you know, I'm a writer. This is what I do. But it was so impressive to me because you were just like, "Uh, what about this?" Just like writing, it is like, "Oh my god, how did he just do that?" You know, it's like a like magic, yeah. magic for me. Because when I go to sit down and write something, I'm like, "Uh, it's like just my, you know, it's like I'm I my brain. I'm I'm gonna operating on this painting, you know." totally a different trip but i am really yeah, but I'm, i can't
1: i'm amazed by what you do because i can't touch it right i can, well, <laughs> I can stick people right yeah, believe me as an artist <laughs> and a writer nobody would ever hear from me again
0: <laughs> it's just it, it's know. yeah it's it's yeah grass is always greener i swear you can't do do it do everything but um yeah i, I we I'm,
1: definitely should yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I, honestly, I think it's a matter of just taking the time and putting our heads together. You know. Yeah, for I sure. Think a
0: yeah. Okay. Well, you heard it, everybody. We 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 said it. So yeah. we now we have to do something. So
1: now we have to. <laughs> I <laughs> well, love
0: cool. it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll get to. I, well, we also, you know, got to get together at some point again and uh, hang yeah. out just for fun. Anyway, things anyway. are
1: starting to ease up a little bit. I feel better about traveling around being around people so yeah yeah yeah. one or or the other us has to come over the hill
0: yeah 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 i could uh i would i'd be happy to come come and check out see your see your menagerie and see monica and um yeah and my schedule is i get my now that my show's done things are better so anyway we could talk about this later but um (laughs) (laughs) yeah Thanks for coming on, man. I really enjoyed talking with you. I'm sorry it took so long. I don't know why it took so long to get you on the podcast, but. Um, <laughs> it's you know, okay. That yeah, yeah, great. it's, it's, uh, I, I could, uh, you know, I could keep talking to you for hours, but maybe just another, you can come on another time. Maybe when you've got like a new uh, comic that's coming out or something, that's going to be released, love that. you know, and you get to promote it or whatever, but just any yeah. excuse to get together and talk, Yeah, you know, absolutely be I'd great. Cool, cool. Yeah. And I and as always, people can find your everything at steveniles.com. Is that the
1: steveniles.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Okay. I mean, mean, I'm not on there a lot, but you know, that's where you can find me.
0: Cool. Well, thank you. Don't hang up. And uh thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. And then as was customary, you just have to say goodbye to the audience in some way. Just say
1: goodbye, audience or something. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much. Goodbye.